Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is David McKay. Now, David and his wife, Allie, own McKay Photography Academy, a very successful photography travel tour company that leads photographers around the world. He's the author of Photography Demystified of the Photography Demystified series and currently has two international best-selling books to his credit. I'm excited to dive into this interview and really see just kind of talk about how can a book not only just benefit yourself, but how can it benefit your business and what you're doing with your business? So I'm excited to talk about that and talk about this, especially on a local level, right? With a photography business and then both local and international level. So David, welcome. So great to have you here. Thanks so much, man. I'm excited to be uh, on. So take us back to the beginning. What, what made you decide to write your first book and what did you see as the purpose behind it? Sure. Well, uh, you know, uh, I, I've written I've written some magazine articles. Uh, those went pretty well, but uh, you know, I think one of the things, Chandler, is I've realized, you know, in my forty six years of life, but being uh, self employed for since I was seventeen years old, that you know, everybody has a story. Uh, everybody has a story within them, and uh, mine just happens to be you know, about photography and life within that. And uh, I just, one day I woke up, I actually saw some of your uh, self-publishing school sponsored stuff on Facebook. And I woke up, I said, you know, I'm going to do this. And I, and I went for it and uh, much more has come out of it than I had ever actually anticipated. So uh, it's kind of interesting as the, as the journey has, you know, as it started, it started with me just getting it down, getting it out. But I quickly realized how much more powerful this was going to be uh, really like a week into it. Now what, what made, what kind of made the transition from where you said, yeah, I never really thought about it that much to where, okay, yes, I'm doing this. I'm committing to this. Yeah. You know, uh, well, I'm, I'm, my wife tells me I'm a little OCD, so <laughs> I, you know, uh, I'm kind of a go-getter when I make a decision to do something, I just go after it. Um, so I, you know, I just decided, Hey, I want to write this book. Um, in the back of my mind, I I thought a couple things. One is I thought, okay, uh, this is going to just be helpful for my clients. It's just going to be something that they can have. Um, I also thought, well, shoot, if it happens to do well, you know, I might have a little bit of residual income that's just kind of coming in monthly. I'm like, why not? And, uh, so that was kind of the beginning stages. Let me just do it go for it, see what happens and, uh, put my mind to it and started. Now you obviously, you wrote your first book pretty quickly and you're (laughs) on a quick pace, but take us, take us through that process. What was it? What was the writing process like for writing your first book? Yeah. So first of all, um, you know, I know you have a lot of listeners viewing in on this, uh, without a doubt, I could not have done this, uh, 
um, on my own, at least nearly as quickly as I did. And, and without making, you know, I, I, I didn't make nearly the mistakes that I probably would have had I not followed your step-by-step process. So um, being sincere in that, uh, I went straight through step-by-step. Step. Uh, the first thing I did was uh, read some of the free materials you had. Um, and I, and I, so I started formulating it when I dove in. Uh, the very first thing I did is I actually went to a hotel room <laughs> and uh, I just needed to get oh, oh, by myself. I uh, went to a hotel room. First, I went and bought a big poster board and a bunch of colored pencils. And the very first thing I did was a master, uh, the, 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 the mind, um, uh, sorry, yeah, the mind map. Yep. Mind map. And, and, and I had never done that before in my life. So that was the very first thing I did. And I was shocked. I, I was shocked at how much came out of me. <laughs> it's like, there's enough for two books in here, <laughs> you know? So mm. that was, that, that was a start. Then I started categorizing it kind of uh, off of that mind map, categorizing it, deciding what was the most important for this first book, what it needed to accomplish as far as the writing side. Uh, and then I just started going for it and I would lock myself in my wife jokes that she didn't see me all of the holidays this past year. Cause I just kind of locked myself in and you're right. I did it at a fast pace. Um, but my schedule is all over and I just felt like I just needed to go for it. And I did. And how long did that process take? How long did it take you to go from I'm deciding to write my book to I've actually got the book finished? Well, it went from uh, deciding to write the book to uh, being uploaded to Amazon in uh, just over two weeks. Um, wow. And it was uh, it's almost uh, 28,000 words. And uh, it it went from deciding to write the book to Amazon bestseller list uh, in, in just under basically three weeks, two and a half weeks. Yeah. Wow. That's lightning fast. So what would you, what would you say? Like, how did you do it that fast? Was it the locking yourself in the room? Was it the, uh, the mind maps? Like, was there anything, anything else that you did that you feel like just helps you move so quickly? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I think that was a big thing is setting the time aside, you know, uh, I know that, um, my schedule's crazy. So when people say like, oh, I don't have time for it. I, I just, I laugh because if anybody doesn't have time for it, it's me and my family, my life. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would lock myself in basically a room. I turn all the phones off. I'd ask kind of not to be disturbed unless it was like, you know, something serious. And, uh, turn my email off because I get stuck on that. And I just, I, I basically looked at my mind map after I categorized everything and I just went category through category, getting it on, getting it on paper, but typing on computer. I didn't worry so much at that point about the grammar. I didn't worry so much about everything being perfect. I worried about getting content down and, and kind of this major rough draft done. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm fortunate. I mean, I, 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 things I wrote about, I know. So obviously that helped. Uh, I wasn't searching for things. Um, but uh, yeah. And, and, but without the mind map and kind of categorizing it, uh, I don't think I would have had such a direct line, you know, to really help me go boom, 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 all the way down. So that kind of helped. It seems like gather your thoughts so that when you got down to writing that you could do it in a, almost formulaic, systematic way. Yeah. And for me, 
for the way I think that actually works really well for me. I kind of think, even though I'm an artist, I think on a linear level with stuff getting done. So it's, for me, I can't jump around. I have to kind of do things in a certain order. So that really helped me kind of stay on track. Got it. So what happened once you released the book? What was that process like? All right. So, so uh, <laughs> I have to be honest here is that uh, my coach, uh, Remy, I, okay. So my goal, I said, who's, who's gotten a, a book from, from start to finish on bestseller the fastest in the, in self-publishing school. I just wanted to like do it, you know? And, uh, about four days before it was uploaded. So just, just literally like the second of January on um, this past year, um, uh, I was a little bit nervous that I was going to get it out on time. And I was leaving for an international trip to New Zealand for three and a half weeks. And I called my coach and I said, Hey, Remy, I, maybe I should just put this off till I get back. I get back February 15th. And, and Remy said, you started this train. You're not getting off of it get your basically get your you know what in gear and get this thing done and out so the coach really you know coaches are there to encourage you and i think more than just the self the help of things is encouragement to get things done um so at that point it was like that last four days before release and i just again just had to kind of lock myself in go for it um he was invaluable <laughs> like out of everything I did, you know, like I, I'm pretty natural at writing. I know some people aren't and they have to work through that. For me, that's content's not the issue. I'm also really good at marketing, but this, I told my wife the, the, after my first call, and what was interesting is I couldn't have a call with Remy until like just before, maybe a week before release because of timing and schedule and how fast I was moving. Uh, we had just emailed and, uh, his his platform to roll things out systematically again like certain days the way you should go like you know free and then flip it to uh flip it to paid i told my wife after my first call which was a half hour call i said the, i said the money i paid in that half hour was worth it that half hour call was was everything that was worth it everything else is going to be icing on the cake and it absolutely was it absolutely was now, what, what, from a marketing standpoint, what sort of things did you do to market your book and for it to be so successful? Because, I mean, pretty quickly you had a hundred something reviews. I mean, I, I, I looked, I think it's something somewhere close to 500 reviews on the book now. And so it's obviously been a huge success. I guess two part question. What did you do to get so many reviews? Um, and then what are some things that you did that, that you feel like worked on the marketing front? Sure. Okay. So, um, uh, I'm fortunate uh, in my business, I've, I have developed a, a large email list uh, and that has come over uh, years of, of working to obtain that list. And uh, these are people that for the most part um, you know, trust what I have to say. So the first thing I did is I actually sent an email out uh, to my entire email list. And I, I asked, this was based on uh, Remy's advice again, exactly how to do this. I just followed his steps. And I just asked everybody, look, this is what's going on. I'm writing this book. And uh, who would like to be part of my, my team? And for being a part of my advanced team, you'll get a copy to read the book ahead of time. I'd love your feedback. And uh, the only thing that I ask 
uh, is kind of a handshake deal and that I would appreciate would be that after you read the book, uh, when it's released on Amazon, that uh, you go on to Amazon and review it with a verified review. Um, and uh, I had close to about 900 people <laughs> on that list. Wow. And so, so, you know, I was like, wow, okay. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that. And so, uh, that was awesome. And, uh, uh, you know, but what, the other thing that was important, uh, and I know you're good at this is I didn't let up on the email. I knew that some people might get a little tired of the email, but I have learned in marketing that, if people like unsubscribe or decide they're not into it, that just means they're not your right client and it's no big deal. And what I've learned is, is I, if they really want to be part of something, then they want to get your email. They want to, they want to listen to what you have to say. So what I didn't do is I didn't stop emailing. I didn't send one email and that was it. I sent the one email. Then I sent another email saying, thank you. And then I, then my third email, I said, Hey guys, check this out. I've decided to make this book a series. So not only if you do this now, but if you, if you commit to our little handshake deal here, I said, then I would like to give you number two and three in the series for free. And uh, that was like over the top, huge hit. And so literally the moment the book came out, uh, then I sent another email saying, guys, it is live, it is on. And then I did one more thing and I said, okay, the first 50 people that go and review this, I'm going to give you some kind of special surprise, you know, and, mm -hmm. and man, it was like, boom, 50 people. And then I said, hey, I was so successful. The next 50 get something else, you know? And so I literally went the first day to hundred reviews to the point that I had, I had a couple people like, this isn't real. You know, they were like critical online and, and, mm -hmm. and it was kind of funny because we, we live in a society where when people don't do something well on their own, they tend to criticize everybody else when they, you know, and it's like, I was successful because I put my mind to it. I had the right team in place. I had the right coaching in place, the right program in place. And I put it all together. And, um, but yeah, I mean, and then after another email, thanking them again. And by the way, if you haven't reviewed it yet, remember our handshake deal. And I did it for a couple of weeks and it just kept building it. It was immediately number one on the free paid. The second it switched over to, to paid shot to number one in all the categories. Not only that, it shot to number one in all of photography and arts written or ebook. Uh, wow. I think I mentioned to you, yeah, it was number one, the day after David Bowie passed away, his biography was number two and I was number one. And I was, I was shocked because I'm a big David Bowie fan and I knew, you know, maybe not going to last forever, but it, that one moment was like, wow. And um, the, the other thing I did on the marketing side of it though, is that was the free side of it, but there's this whole bunch of people on my email list that never had responded to it being free. So I sent another email out and I said, guys, guess what? The book is released. It's on Amazon and it's a buck 99 right now. And I sent that to my entire email list. So all of a sudden I had all these people that were like, Oh man, I should have got it. And it's funny. Some people would rather just, they would rather just buy it and not be committed to doing anything. So mm -hmm. it's like that actually helped me get to the paid number one, you know, but the key is that, continuing to market, 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 email, 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 
not being worried that you're going to over inundate somebody's email box that you just can't be worried about that. Yep. Now what did you do uh, to, I guess two things, what did you do to build your email list and what are some things that have worked there and what would be your advice to someone who maybe doesn't have an email list? Yeah. So uh, it's kind of tough for somebody that doesn't have it. I mean, you have to work at it. It, it did take me, uh, you know, my wife and I four years to build a list to what we have um, traveling around. We actually did photography classes all over the country. Uh, we used to run Groupon ads and travel all over the country and teach photography seminars. And then we, we built our email list. But here's what's, here was the biggest thing. Uh, in the last four months, um, we've tripled our email list. And I think this is a really cool thing for people to do. Again, the foundation, getting started is always hard. And I guess it's different for different people. Um, I, let me backtrack. I would say that if you're in a profession and you're writing a book, like I, I wrote this book for photography, um, don't be afraid, first of all, to email your clients and let them know what you're doing. So whether you have 100 people on your email list or 5,000 people on your email list, if they're your clients or your friends, email them. They want to know what's going on in your life. Um, and then what I, uh, you know, we had built that, but what I started doing is I started running contests. Uh, I, I ran a contest for us that allowed a three day Yosemite trip on one of our tours. And, uh, we literally had 3000 signups, <laughs> new emails wow. that came out, you know, just by word of mouth, put it on YouTube. Uh, that's another great avenue. Uh, I work with somebody that's on YouTube uh, that's in photography as well. We've partnered together. So whatever your profession out there, find somebody that's doing it well on YouTube. Don't try and do it yourself. Find somebody that's doing it, partner with them because they could use the email list too. So we did that. Then we ran another contest. Uh, that one got almost 6,000 new, new <laughs> hits. And then recently uh, we went big and we did a, a Tanzania wildlife. It's a $15,000 trip. And we had over like 12,000 people sign for that. So literally in four months, my email list went from a few thousand to now 21,000. Wow. Now, what are, what are some things, I guess a lot of people would look at that and they would say, man, that's a lot of hard cost. Like, how do you recoup that cost on the things that you're giving away for those giveaways? Yeah, man. Well, okay. So there's the book and that's one avenue, but Let's, you know, the reality is the book, even though there's residual income happening for me there, that's not going to recoup that kind of cost. For me, though, I know that the book is an avenue to getting people in to doing my tours and, and those things that I like. So I look at it like this. I could throw a magazine ad out there. You know, I could go to one of the photography magazines and spend $5,000 and put an ad in that magazine. Or... I could spend less and pay for somebody's airfare and lodging <laughs> to be with me for three days in Yosemite. And what's going to actually end up getting more, more people in it, it. You know, you're not, you're not at first going to see that residual, but when you get those people on your email list, eventually, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to bite, so to speak. And um, the other thing is, is that, uh, yeah. I guess I know people are probably watching this channel and they're thinking, well, yeah, you've got it all figured out. You've been doing this and doing that. Look, I constantly evolve and change with the market. I went through the recession, almost lost my home five years ago. 
I had to change. This business was built out of that pressure. And so I just, I guess I don't like to hear it. So if you're out there and you're going, oh, I can't do this, I'm lying, I don't know. I just, I don't buy it. You, you got to find a way and there are ways. For myself, um, you know, I look at everybody that was kind of associated with photography, lens manufacturers, lens rental companies, camera bags. And I reached out to these people and I said, hey, we're going to do this contest. You want to help sponsor it? Give a bag away, give a camera bag away and, you know, put it on Instagram, put it on your email list, put it on your Facebook and we'll do the same. You know, for them, it was the cost of a camera bag, but they also ended up partaking in all of this. So we got a lot of avenues of input. So I don't care what, what business you're in, like, you know, people, people know people and, you know, there are people out there that want to partner with you and it is the strength is in numbers. Me doing it on your, everybody's right. Me doing it on my own. I can't, but me partnering with somebody on YouTube, me partnering with somebody in the camera manufacturing business and the list goes on and on. That's the strength. So I guess a couple questions on that. Have, have these contests been able to bankroll and pay for themselves? And then also, uh, when you're doing those sponsorship sponsorship items or what what's in it for them when they when they decide to sponsor something or give you an item for one of these contests all right cool so um i'll do the bankroll second let me talk about what's in it for them first mm -hmm. so depending on the level that they come in at so if it's say a camera camera bag uh camera backpack you know if they come in and they go we're going to give you a 300 dollars camera bag and uh you know um that's all we're gonna do what they get is basically they get you know uh shout outs all over the place on our website they get shout outs on the youtube channel um that's what they get now if they come in and they go look we're gonna put it on instagram we're gonna put it on facebook and by the way we're gonna we're gonna email this out if they email it out they actually get to partake in the email list when the winner or not when the winner, but when the, when the person that enters the drawing uh, or the contest, they, they sign off that they are allowing their email to be used by these companies and they're listed. So it'll say by entering you are, you know, it's not, we're not just giving it away flippantly. People are, they have to check a box saying that they realize yeah. that their email can be shared. Um, because there's the, all the spam stuff right now. And even then you still get it. So there's ways around that, but, but depending on the level they come in at, uh, Sigma lenses just did it. They gave a $2,000 lens away. They didn't, they actually didn't want the email list, which was kind of funny. They just didn't, <laughs> they, but they, but they put it on Instagram they would put it on Instagram and we, we literally would have 150 to 200 people every hour joining our Instagram when it, when Sigma lenses put it out there. Cause they're wow. Mm -hmm. um, so again, the, part, the partnership was huge. The residual on that. So all of a sudden we go from, you know, a few thousand on our email list, now over 20,000 on our email list. It only takes one person to buy into one of our tours to basically pay for something, you know, really, especially when partnerships, because like for Tanzania, I paid for the airfare. Somebody else paid for the lens. Somebody else paid for the camera bag. Somebody else paid for this and so forth. So that partnership again. Uh, but um, man, I would say right now in the last uh, the last two 
tours that we've advertised. One was uh, a winter in Yellowstone, uh, and one was a um, uh, uh, Moab, Utah, that uh, on the winter in Yellowstone, we ended up booking two tours back to back, and one is completely filled with people that came to us through these, these, uh, these giveaways and contests. And through the book. <laughs> wow. Which is awesomeness, you know? So yeah, the book, because we're talking about all this other stuff, but the book has been a means to an end in a lot of ways too, that I never had thought about, but believe me, that's why I just wrote 11,000 words today, bud, because I'm on the third mm -hmm. book and I know how powerful it is. Yeah, that, that is powerful. Are these some of the biggest tours that you guys have ever done? Uh, Are the tours well, the same size? You're just doing more of them or what does that look like? Yeah, I mean, they average about 20 people, but we take five instructors. So it's a real small uh, personal ratio. Uh, every All levels are welcome that way. And um, uh, But I mean, we go all over the world. I mean, Iceland, Tanzania, Africa, um, domestic trips, you know, we're planning Vietnam right now, crazy wow. cool stuff like that. Um, you know, and everybody has different things they like, you know, uh, which is what my next book on travel is about. <laughs> so. Cool. Cool. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right. So if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement what, what now you said you filled those trips up back to back what was the what's the price point on those trips again so they vary so the the winter in yellowstone which is spending four days with us basically um uh photographing up and down the, the yellowstone valley and then into yellowstone for two days uh that's like sixteen hundred dollars um so it's actually pretty reasonable for what it is mm -hmm. comparatively um uh, you know, Scotland was like $3,600 and that includes all your accommodations, breakfast, all oh. your transportation and country. And then there's trips like Africa, which are $9,000 mm -hmm. uh, or Antarctica and Patagonia is $18,000. Uh, but we have one day in San Francisco for a couple hundred bucks, you know, there's, and that's the thing too, is one of the things that we've done in marketing all this is, uh, and I know you do this too with SPS is um, we, we really don't want money to get in the way of somebody being able to participate. The fact is, is that some people can afford more, more than others. But what we personally do is we will work with anybody to help them get on a tour. And if they're like, hey, it's a $500 tour, can I give you a hundred bucks a month and tell that tour? Heck yeah. If it's, if it's you know, whatever, we'll do like payment structures with people. Um, we just have opened it up. We have a 19 year old kid signing up for Iceland. He saw Walter Mitty and his dream is to go to Iceland. And he's working extra hours to do it. And I think that's pretty special. You know, he couldn't just yeah. plop down the money, but he can do it over 10 months, you know, so. That's fantastic. Now you mentioned, you mentioned about how, you know, these tours are filling up and it's coming off the back end of the book and, uh, and off the back end of these contests and things like that. And that was something, something that you didn't expect. Are there any other things that, that have kind of come off the back end of the book or happened as a result of publishing that first book that you didn't expect? Yeah, a whole heck of a lot. Um, 
so, you know, all of it ties together, you know, it really all ties together. But, but um, one thing I did in the book that's been uh, huge is uh, at the start of the book, I, I put a link in there for free content that's locked on my YouTube site. So it's videos that I've done or my wife has done that nobody can see unless they get access to it. And the way they get access is they click on the link and they have to subscribe to my email list. Uh, I've gotten, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhere around 700 now emails that have come in because of that link. I mean, I, you can't put a price on that because this mm -hmm. isn't just an, this isn't just an email. Like this isn't some arbitrary email. This is somebody that's interested in your book on what you're talking about. So obviously in my case, it's photography. Obviously they're interested in it. You know, it may not be tomorrow. It may not be next week, but at some point, one of those people is like, Hey, I want to do a tour. And actually that specifically just happened. We talk about Yellowstone. Um, craziest thing. Well, it's so cool is that, uh, I always ask people how they heard about us and this, uh, retired couple from Florida, <laughs> you know, they, uh, they were on the email list because of the book. That's how they heard about us. And they signed up and are going to, to Yellowstone with us. And now they've emailed me since and go, oh, man, this sounds really cool. You know, we're considering, like, Vietnam with you. Or we're considering, you know, once we get them in and we do our job right, they're, they're here to stay, hopefully, you know. And so, I mean, but just that one trip alone, that, you know, was $3,000 that came in. That more than paid for my subscription to SPS. Just that one, that one trip. Mm -hmm. alone everything else that's happened so the emails the other thing that's happened is uh we participate in travel and adventure shows it's one way we just kind of advertise we go to these you know it's kind of like a home and garden type show but it's for the travel adventure enthusiasts um uh, right before the one in san diego that i was just at uh, a couple months ago uh, i let the let the management know hey i had this book came out and it's uh it's gone straight to number one about a day later a day and a half later i get an email hey uh, would you be interested in speaking on one of our main stages, you and your wife speaking on, you know, on, on one of the main stages? And I'm like, sure, what's the catch? They go, well, normally it's $950. We make people, people pay to go in, but we're just going to waive that. You guys want to come in and speak. We'd love to have you speak. And they gave us a prime time slot uh, to come in and speak for 45 minutes about travel and photography. That was because I was able to point and say, I got this international best-selling book and you know, they don't differentiate. They're not like going and going, oh, it's not the New York Times or it's Amazon or it's this. It's like I can legitimately say I have a number one book out. They look at that and go, you're, you're legit. And it is legit. And, you know, of course, like I said, it's not the New York Times yet. That's my goal. But, but they look at that stuff. That is absolute cred, you know, credibility, you know, to who you are. Now it's all over my website. I'm actually right now have my web developer designing something new specific for the books with the orange banner underneath international bestseller. Anybody that comes to look at my website immediately, they're like, well, oh, this guy's got two international bestselling books out and I get to go on a trip with him and his wife, like with them. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you, like, how do you put that into to finances? And that's where I say people get in this rut of, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to advertise my business the old fashioned way. And that stuff's dead. You know, that stuff's dead. 
And, and I, when I first started writing this book, I didn't see it as such an advertising tool. My whole mindset has changed about that. Plus I'm getting residual income from it. So I'm just yeah. all around. Yeah. Yeah. No, I want to touch into that in just, in just one second, but so, what's been the, um, so you, you spoke at that, at that show has anything came from that? Did you get any business from that? Did that spark into other speaking gigs or what, what's happened since then? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so what's happening now is kind of all these streams, so to speak, meaning the show, the book, the YouTube, the website, the everything it's kind of leading what's happening. Uh, we had done this before in other business, but we're trying to just get to that point where people, they may not even know how they always heard about us. We're just everywhere. <laughs> and so um, I've actually had people not tell me they were from the travel show show up at one of our classes and go, Hey, I was down in San Francisco uh, a few weeks ago and I came by your booth and I'm like, well, why didn't you tell me that? And they're like, Oh, I didn't think about it. You know, but I bought your book and all, then I went to your website and then I was watching this guy on YouTube. I typed in, we had one gal, all of these things hit just like I'm saying, she had gone to the travel show. She, she bought the book and then she happened to go on YouTube, not knowing we were related to this guy on YouTube. Uh, his name's Photo Rec Toby, not knowing we were, were working with him. She typed in uh, Iceland and his video of when he was in Iceland with us popped up. And so then she came to our class. And so now she signed up for Scotland. <laughs> so, <Wow>. yes. <laughs> so, yes. So, wow. yes. Very cool. Did you, did you sell any books at the, uh, at the trade show? Man, next year I blew it. Uh, yes and no. So I did because I just told people about it, but that trade show happened a week after I released the book and it happened so fast. I just wasn't, I wasn't even mm -hmm. ready for it. And, uh, the next one I go to, which now it's not going to be till next year, but uh, I'm actually, you can see off my shoulder here, I have a large, large poster here, but I'm actually going to have a business card size uh, of each book with mm. the Amazon website, how they can go purchase it. Because I have people come up to the trade show, maybe they're not going to go on a trip with us, but they're interested in photography. Yep. Here you go, you know, learn photography and eventually maybe they will go on a trip with us. Have, um, have you done a hard copy, by the way? <laughs> it might be in my mailbox right now. So my first one, uh, the first book uh, is is on its way, um, uh, and uh, you know I because I also I learned a lot of the process. Uh, being a photographer, there's a lot of photography in in these books, and what happens with that, and how Kindle formatting kind of ruins things and all that. Um, so I've learned some good things on that. If you want to touch on that a little bit, uh, but. Uh, I, I've chosen to go through Ingram Sparks for my hard copy uh, because I, I think they're going to do a little better job for me with uh, with the photography bit of it, but it's taken a little bit of uh, more time and than that. But I'm excited. I have people actually emailing me to get it. And that's what I did for my second book, by the way, to get a bunch of reviews is I offered, uh, I said the first 50 get a copy of my first book in print signed by yours truly and uh, immediately got the reviews and then I did another contest and then I did something where I offered both books and now what's interesting man I'm all over the place here but the marketing side of that all these people that like continue to enter 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 or give me reviews give me reviews because there's been a fall off from the first book to the second book 
that's natural. Mm-hmm. But what I've done now is I've narrowed it down. I've got about a hundred people that are like, when I say all in, I mean, they're all in. So I actually, and I, they all know it. They took the time to review both books, email, enter the contest. I've emailed each one of them personally and said, Hey, I have my advanced team, but you guys are my exclusive advanced team. And I even told them, I'm not even sure how it's all going to look yet, but you guys are getting ahead of the game, everything. And they're, they're, they're like doing, they'll do basically anything for me. They're just, yeah. they're, they're part of something, you know, people want to be part of something. So yeah, crazy. That's great. Now you talked about, um, you talked about residual income from the book. Uh, what does that look like? Cause a lot of, a lot of times people will write a book for what's behind, behind it. And that's a lot of what I recommend too, is, is what does the book lead to for you and how can you leverage that on the back end to make more money, which obviously you've done that. We've just talked about that, but what does the residual income look like for you? Yeah. So, um, pretty good actually i think uh my first my first amazon check i ever got my first royalty check mailbox money uh was mm-hmm. eight, eight, 856 dollars i'm like i'm down with that you know <laughs> and <laughs> like you know so uh uh what's happened is i've been playing with the price points on the book to see kind of the sweet spot um, and so February's, you know, my second month basically was, uh, it's going to be about 400 and then my third month is going to be about 400, but my fourth month right now is shaping up to be about 500. Uh, it's actually gone up. I lowered the price of the book a dollar and kind of went up. I sold more books, which offset it. I'm finding kind of a sweet spot there. So that's just right off the bat. And that's with no more marketing. I mean, that's like, I've been all over the world since then. I, I I haven't been emailing my clients about the book. I haven't been really doing anything. That's just happening. That's just, that's just selling. Um, you know, the back end, like we've talked about is far more dollars eventually than, than that residual income off the book right mm-hmm. now. Um, and again, if that's all there was for me, that's well, well worth the investment. I mean, no question. But now I'm at a point, it's pretty nice to sit there and go, okay, well, $400 a month without doing anything else. If, if I was to do nothing else, okay, well, heck, that's, uh, you know, that's $4,800 a year. That's 10 grand mm-hmm. in two years. Okay, that's a $5,000 pay increase. And I don't have to do anything else right now. And that's just happening. I want to take it further. Uh, and so my, my goal is I'm, I'm going to come up with a third book they're going to be packaged together. I'm going to try and get all three of these together. And then I'm going to hit it hard with the advertising. I haven't been hitting it hard. Like I haven't hit the newspapers. I haven't hit TV stations. I haven't hit any of those guys mm-hmm. yet because I knew the third book was coming. I can now go to them once the third book is, is, is about ready to hit publish. And I can say, look, I have two international bestsellers. I'm your local hometown hero, <laughs> you know, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And this one's coming out. And then all that advertising will feed into the, 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 the box set, so to speak. Um, that's why I haven't really continued to push the advertising. But I, I fully expect, Chandler, I, I expect by the end of this year, because I plan to have four books out by the end of the year, I expect to be hitting about $1,000 a month in residual income just, just going from the books. I really do. That's great. That's great. And especially 
especially leveraging, which this is, I think, one of the, 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 the most untapped things that it's so easy to do, then most people don't take advantage of it. And that's leveraging the local PR, the media, the newspaper, the TV, and all those things, especially if you have a business on the back end, uh, because it's so, they, they're always looking for a feel-good local hometown story. And I mean, I remember running a business uh, in college with student painters and it, it, within a matter of, I've spent about an hour, maybe two hours a week. And within a month or two, I was in three newspapers. I was on TV. I got a mayor from the proclamation or a proclamation from the mayor uh, and all <laughs> these things just simply yeah. by reaching out. And I didn't even have a book at that time. But once you have a book, it makes it so much easier to reach out because now you have something that says, hey, people outside of our small town said that I'm cool. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that'll be a huge success. Now, do you have any plans uh, in terms of the hard copy books? Do you do you plan to sell those a lot? Do you plan to use those as freebie giveaways to lead into uh, the tours that you guys are doing? What What are your thoughts there? Uh, yes and yes. <laughs> uh, my my thoughts are, uh, so we, we do classes. We have a gallery and a classroom that we teach in as well. Uh, so that's going to be the place where people can buy the hard copy, have me sign it. And again, it plays into, you know, having that physical hard copy. There is something about that that people look up to. You know, it's one thing to say, hey, I have the book on Amazon. But when you show them a finished hard copy book, that's like another level. And so here they are in our classroom and they're like, you're not just some whoever or whatever. You're, you're, you got cred here and credibility here. And here's this book. And by the way, I'd like to have you sign it. So uh, we're going to have it available that way uh, for sure. Um, and uh uh, yes, I will I'll offer it like when we got people in our classroom. A lot of times we have young kids come into our classroom, maybe they're 13, 14 into photography. Uh, I've learned one of the coolest things to do is about the end of, near the end of the class, go, you know what? Hey, come on up here. Everybody, this is my book, you know, and I want to give this because we want to help foster in this young person something creative and awesome. So it does two things, makes that young person feel fantastic, gives them something they probably couldn't afford. And uh, all of a sudden everybody else is like, feel a good story and they want to buy your book. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So that, that's one thing. So we'll do that. Um, the giveaways, like all that kind of stuff, I'll use it as a, I'll definitely use it. Like when I email out uh, more like contest stuff, you know, sign up for this, you know, to win a copy, all those things without a doubt. Um, then I've got ideas. Uh, I've been, see, this is the stuff that's invaluable that I've gotten from my coach is that I didn't even know this existed. Uh, the ability to go to the libraries in the state and get the libraries to possibly purchase uh, your mm. books for their inventory. And, you know, they pay a high price because it's over, it's used over and over and over again. So they might give you like $45 for a book. Well, if I have three books out and they buy two copies of each book, right? That's 140 mm-hmm. bucks times a hundred libraries in the state of California. I haven't done it yet, but I, I'm the type that won't take no for an answer. So <laughs> now I'm alive in front of all you people. I'm doing it. So hold me accountable. <laughs> um, and, and you know, it's all this stuff, right, man? I think, the, I think the biggest deal is Chandler with any of this. It's not people can't, it's not people can't do this. Oh, you're successful. You're doing it. It's just taking a step for some people. 
you know, taking a step to write the local newspaper is a hard thing for them. But if you take that step, you, you sign up for this, you do this stuff, you can be successful. It's like having a trainer at the gym, which I desperately need. And the reason I desperately need it is because because I, I eat all over the world crazy food. But if I go to the gym, nobody's pushing me. Nobody's telling me exactly what I need to do in specific areas. Man, that is what I really got out of this because, again, the writing part for me was kind of that's, that wasn't so hard. But having somebody exactly weave me in and out all this process and all this stuff, yeah, I mean, it's invaluable. Awesome. Well, if, well, I'm going to kind of rapid fire and we'll go through a, a few final sure. questions. Now, what was the uh, toughest part of writing your first book and biggest mistake that you made? Oh, wow. See, I didn't know these questions were coming. So, okay. Toughest part of writing, writing the book, uh, finishing it in two weeks. <laughs> I mean, I think the toughest part for me though, honestly, in thinking about this is that I, I, uh, I overthought getting it done. <laughs> I, it was the, is it perfect? Is every word correct? Is, is that all happening? And I was too worried about everything and the content being perfect. And so that was, that was one thing And it. Don't get hung up on that. Done is better than perfect thing. Um, and then the, uh, what was the other question? Biggest uh, mistake. Yep. Oh, biggest mistake. Uh, biggest mistake. Okay. So done is better than perfect, but grammar I hired, I hired an <laughs> editor. It was not good. And man, people, people call you out on it. So getting it done, but then having somebody edit the grammar really good is key. Uh, and I, my first editor, man, people called me out on it and I had emails every day. Well, you know, a comma should go here, not a semicolon. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> so the second time, second book, hired a great editor. Awesome. Okay, now what's one surprising way that writing and publishing your first book uh, has has benefited you? And then maybe even one surprising way that you've made money off the book that you didn't expect? Yeah, well, uh, you know, having that international bestseller, uh, it, it's kind of cool, man. I, I, I mean, I hear people talking about it. We were at dinner the other night and I heard a gal four, four seats down talking to a friend. Yeah, he just wrote a book and he's got two bestsellers out. I was just like, kind of, I was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> so that, that vibe that's going on out there. And again, all the credential that comes with that pretty dang awesome. Uh, I mean, that's just one of many things. And, uh, oh man, I'm sorry. The other thing, the other question, uh, oh, money, 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 money. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I didn't expect, I mean, I thought I might be lucky to do a hundred bucks a, a month. You know, here I am doing about 400 expecting to do a thousand dollars a month by the end of the year and let this thing just keep going. Uh, the biggest surprise factor, uh, my coach told me, he goes, you know, he basically said in his words, there's, he goes, you could have all the marketing skills in the world, but there's no way on God's green earth you're going to get 480 reviews mm -hmm. and have written a piece of crap. He goes, so mm -hmm. whatever you've written, he goes, this, it resonates with people. And you would not be getting the reviews you're getting and the five stars you're getting unless it was really. And, and then he said, you could walk into any publisher right now. And he says, you're no longer a small fish. You're a medium fish in the publishing world because of what you've got going. And then he advised me, let's, let's, let's build that. Let's not go too fast. Let's build that. And that, that set me on a whole nother course That's that I fantastic. had never thought about. Yeah. That's fantastic. Cause you went from zero to two books and how long? 
88 days, two bestsellers in 88 days. And that was why I was traveling internationally for three and a half weeks, uh, <laughs> leading a photography tours. So when people say, I don't have time, yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, you do. What, I think that's a good, that's a great example of that. What what would be your parting kind of your final tip to someone who's thinking about writing and publishing their first book? Listen, I, I believe in all my heart that everybody has a story within them. You have something in your life that can affect somebody else, whether it's your profession, whether it's what you've been through in life, the good and the bad and everything in between. I believe um and this book has shown it to me more now than ever. And not only that, the other people's books that I've read in this program, I'm blown away by some of their stories. And, and so I just believe that you as a person have something that others need to hear. You don't have to be the best writer or the best grammar person or, or best technical person and all this stuff. What you need is to get your story out to those people that can benefit from it because that's what we need more of in this world. So I, I just, I, I truly believe that, that if, if anything, you're sitting there and you're wondering, should you do it? I, I think you, you just look inside yourself and say, I have a story to tell. I've been through this or I've seen this and I know somebody can benefit because of what I've been through. That right there should be enough reason to write a book. Awesome. Well, David, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for joining us today. Where can people go to find out more about you and what you're up to? Yeah, it'd be awesome. They can go to mckaylive.com. So that's my website. On that website, there's all kinds of information about who we are. Of course, you'll see the books there. Uh, but mm -hmm. mckaylive.com, that's, that's the place to go. Awesome. David, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Awesome, bud. Thank you so much, Chandler. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you can be listening to, YouTube channels that you can be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode. All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, and then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right, reviews are super important and help this podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, so number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.